0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Karting Dads. In this episode, we talk about nothing but tires. Yes, tires. We talk about our present and past experience with tires, not only in karting but also road racing and all the stuff that goes along with having to buy new tires or used tires depending on what sanction you're running in. Um, this is an episode that we're hoping to get a lot of more feedback from everybody. So, please uh, stay entertained and please just continue to to give feedback. Check out cardingdads.com or our Facebook at Carding Dads. And we really uh, hope you enjoy the show and please continue to spread it with everybody because this show is popping. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. <music> What it is, what it is. Well, it's popping, brother. Man, it's been a good week so far for me. How about you?
1: Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, trying to settle in uh, midweek. So hopefully the rest of the week passes by very quickly. And then it'll be the weekend. I can't wait. Yeah, I hear you. So
0: um, for what this episode, I guess, is going to be, and I guess a few episodes ago we recorded about how We don't really plan anything. It's just kind of on the fly, and you know whatever we have on our mind, we just go ahead and say. Um, But this one here is, yeah, for me. Okay, sorry, I apologize. But um, (laughs) this episode here is kind of the opposite of that. So um, this episode here is going to be pretty much on an article that we read on. The karting
1: different tire manufacturers? No, it's, huh? car, it's just Karting1UK. So, um, Karting1UK, yeah, Dakota, okay. um, Anyone who's read Terrence Dove's book or listened to Terrence Dove's podcast on Kart Pulse, um, I think one of their earlier podcast episodes was with Terrence Dove. So Terrence Dove and his brother raised karts in the U.S. Um, for a long time before Terrence wrote the book. And he's a really good tuner. And, I mean, Terrence is a super smart guy in karting. Anyway, karting1.co.uk is Terrence and his brother's website for karting. And um, you saw an article there. And, um, yeah, you you posted it. And I figured it would be fun to talk about because I was just talking about that from uh, our local race, the most recent local races, the last two local races. I've run with old tires. So, yeah, it was perfect timing.
0: Yeah, so what this article talks about is, How many different tire manufacturers are actually in the business of karting and is it really necessary to have to have one so many you know tire manufacturers, but also at every single race? Do you really have to have a set of brand new tires every single event?
1: Yeah. So um, and yeah, that's that's what we're kind of opinions about that. So um, I think it's perfect that we chat about it today.
0: Oh, I understand, agree, because, you know, I am really excited about this one because um, I've done, I mean, I am no professional by no no means, so don't get, you know, don't, don't take my word for anything, but, you know, when I was autocrossing, I'd buy one set of Hoosiers for a whole year, or the Kumo 710s, If I don't even think they make those anymore, but back in the day, it was the Kumo 710s. And then when um, I did road racing with you guys, there was uh, the RA1s or the uh, r eights or whatever. And I all had to buy one set. Yeah. And I was set for, you know, several races, several, you know, what do you want to do? Minutes, miles, hours, however you want to put it. You know, it comes to the point where when is a driver held accountable for what they're doing compared to what the tires are held accountable.
1: Right. Yeah, so let's, so, let's yeah, set that, the that, That's my question. For for anyone who wants to go read the article, uh, you can go to our Karting Dad's um, Facebook page. We shared it there. And it's the article is on karting1.co.uk. Uh, I said Terence uh, Dove's brother, Alan Dove, wrote the article. And it's titled, The Utterly Pointless Cart Tire Collective Spend. Okay. And uh, Terrence wrote the amazing book, "How Learn How to Master the Art of cart driving and so you know these two guys know what they're talking about and yeah i mean i, I i'll say go read the article because it's a really fun read i enjoyed it but in summary basically there's no reason in carting today why we have to have a new set of tires every race or race weekend i mean that's as simple as that there's there's no reason in karting to have a new set of tires for every race or race weekend and i agree um i think No,
0: 100 percent. i'm right behind you because i think it's more of a uh mental edge than anything it's just you know i think it goes with uh any sport you do that if you think you have the 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 brand new you know tennis shoes or you know tire or a jersey or a football helmet whatever it is that you know just because you have the newest stuff doesn't mean it's the best right
1: right and there are, there are times where that's, you know, that's a good reason for it. Safety is always a big deal. You don't want to be on tires that are corded, right? Um, so we're not saying run tires all the way to the cords and have one blow out or something like that. But at the same time, let's determine the life of a tire and let's actually use the tires through their, the lifespan. Um, I'll start off on a low Because I am like the Debbie Downer of this show, I think. So let me start off with quick bashing um, for, you know, some tire manufacturers who sponsor or set up race events and then mandate that you have to have a new set of tires for every event or every day. I think that's really where it starts from. Yes, there are people with financial means who would buy new tires every race weekend. And those people should be stopped, I think. However, there's no way to stop those people if the entire set of kart racers in the world are being made to do that. So locally, we're fortunate we don't have to have new tires, and I don't think any local series we run with um, makes you do that. And that's the way it should be. However, for these regional races and championship races, it seems you're required to have a new set of tires at the beginning of the weekend. And I don't know, there are two parts of that. I think the first is if you're putting on a new set of tires and there's a barcode on it, it's good that everyone is on the same sort of playing field or, you know, level playing field. But does it really matter that someone's on new tires and someone is on old tires if they feel they can get the same Speed out of the old tires.
0: Um, my argument to the barcode, uh, ordeal is just, I guess, this is the manufacturing side coming out of me is just because there's a barcode on it doesn't mean that you have the same mold tire that the same exact production date as the person in front of you, right, or behind you, or next to you, however you want to put it. So, you order tires from uh say for instance we'll give a shout out to bad farmer who's our max's dealer yeah um here and i, I don't mean to put max's on the spot but it's just something we work with uh you know they just changed over to the six O's, which is a new tire which you know we're kind of fortunate to get you know access to but there's nothing to say that the date of manufacture that i have is from january and the date of tire that you have is from uh march right. so my my tire could be sitting in a warehouse that's not insulated or it could be sitting in a truck that's been out in a parking lot or whatever and you know the tire's getting you know going through different ambient temperatures which is you know putting a little bit of stress on the oils or, or the material of the tire and so what what what's to say that yes, being you bought tires on the sa- same exact day, the same exact event, but my tires were made three months ago or three months earlier than yours. And who said that they didn't have a you know a factory defect or a quality issue at that time that they were making that tire? Did they put too much of uh, a silicone or whatever it is to keep the tire from the mold uh, to separate easier? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry if I if I'm rambling on on things, but just in my thought process is. If I don't have a tire or whatever made at the same exact time from the same exact inspector from the same exact, you know, manufacturing line as all my competitors, who's to say that I'm actually getting a good tire?
1: Yeah. So that's, that's, always that's definitely defects. one side of the argument. I, and I, I buy that. Um, I think if putting tires on was not a Royal pain in the behind, um, Something that I don't ever want to do at the track, if I, if I can avoid it. Yes, I know. You can go to YouTube and watch these world record holders who pop tires on, like, they're peeling candy or banana peels. And it's like, it's on, it's on, it's on, it's on. Like, dude, more power to you. I can't do that. And call me a pansy. I want to do that at my, at my home. So that if I'm having a bad time doing it and it takes me 30 minutes to mount one tire, I'm sweating balls at home by myself. I can grab a beer. I can walk away from it, go back to it, and continue. I don't want to be doing that at the track. But that's Yeah, said, I
0: saw Alex mount tires on the go-kart itself when it was sitting on a cart stand because the wheel and tire combination didn't fit the he hat. Like, <laughs> dude, Like seriously? They hit... Here they are. His dad's holding one side of the cart, and he's putting the wheel on the other side. Just pop, pop, and it's like, okay, yeah, you've nice. been carting for a long time. I think mounting tires comes with the experience of carting and figuring out how many times has to switch tires or a flip tires. You learn every time you do it, and you see like different small things. I guess it's with everything, right? Yeah. So the first yeah. time you ever cut your grass, um, when you're you know with a push lawnmower, or automatic lawnmower, you know you ran you ran the mower up the tree because you didn't know what to do right push Lord or Noah, an edger. My friend.
1: what what animal is that give me a machete and let me cut my grass what
0: uh, no okay so you didn't edge your sidewalk correctly because you didn't do the machete like if i want to do like the puerto rican style <laughs> i never used the edger because uh we have we took shovels and just shoveled off you know a couple yeah, inches man. from the sidewalk so yeah uh, yeah. everybody can do things different ways but until you experience (laughs) it the first time yeah Yeah. that's you know is what it is so yeah mounting tires for us i mean we're still kind of newbies in the karting and we found different techniques and different jigs that work for us but it's still not easy and we see some people who don't need a piece of carpet or whatever just like oh yeah you know put a little spit on it (laughs) It goes yeah. right on. It's like, and no, mind just, you, we, screw yourself. We run, that's not how it works. We're
1: running four-cycle. We're running the slowest class. We run the you know hardest tires, basically, in karting, right? Like, no if and And that's a, another it. good point. You know, like, we're running super slow classes. Our karts are hard. Ho- I mean, our kart tires are just plain old, like, rock-solid hard. And those sidewalls are a pain compared to some of the other tires that are available. So we're kind of, you know going off a little bit there but ultimately I don't want to mount tires at the track so I get that I can buy my tires in advance but if we're really cared about parity right as the reason why you have to get new tires then yes whoever the event sponsor is needs to bring in the batch of tires and as you register here's your set of tires basically they're all coming off like the same you know batch or very similar batches but I don't really think that's even the reason why I mean, I, I should have probably done research or, you know, called someone. Uh, this was a really good show. We could uh, do like CNN and get an analyst or <laughs> something and say, "Hey, we need a tire guy to get some deep research in this." So let's send a, a reporter to the tire manufacturing company. But I don't know why we need new tires at the beginning of a weekend. Why do we need yeah, new it, tires?
0: You just brought up a really good point that um, I didn't want to interrupt you on what you're saying, but. We run an extremely hard tire in the four cycle class. It's the stiffest sidewalls. It's the hardest material you can get because everyone says it's a, a prime tire or an introduction tire. So it's a hard compound tire, right? Yeah. So we're not driving, you know, uh, 2004 or 2012, whatever year you want to put it, 6 on an ASO 6 Hoosier, which right. is an autocross tire. Compared to an R O S six or whatever the tire manufacturer they are now or whatever numbers they are, yeah, A um, 7s and R six. There's a huge difference because there's a, a a big difference in compound when you're dealing with a heavy car like a Corvette uh, to an autocross style tire to a road racing tire. It, the the operational ranges are huge. The, it it just won't last. So with us having like a you know a prime tire or a harder tire. Why do we have to buy tires all the time? They like people are doing endurance racing on the same set of tires. You're right, exactly. And they're doing so, and they're staying at a, a, a hotter optimal range. You know, shoot, hours and hours and hours longer than we're doing in our 12 lap race or 10 lap race or 15 lap race or 20 lap race, whatever you're doing. They're doing you know 80, 90, 100 laps in a session.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you were to you know, I mean, you count number of heat cycles, right, as to the life of a tire. Um, age itself can vary depending on the conditions in which you kept the tire or stored the tire. So maybe I'll even disregard that. Yes, the fact that I got a deal on three sets or four sets of MG tires but it was from California where they basically don't run MGs anymore. So they had stock that they needed to get rid of and they had kept the stock for a year. So I got a great deal on it. And they had kept the tire well, um, you know, and so to me it was great. I mean, it was fine. I ran it. But it's not the same as somebody who just got a fresh set of, you know, this week, this year date codes, right, Um, versus, you know, my year old stock. Uh, You know, and I get that part. I get the part about separating the two. But I still think if you can take a tire and say, and I'll give the MGE Reds, and you can stick with the Maxes, the MG Reds assume that their really good lifespan is the first, you know, 10 heat cycles, after which they're basically done. Then what's 10 heat cycles? 10 heat cycles is two days, tops, right? By the time you do your practice one, practice two, you know, heat one, heat two, or heat one, pre-final and final, that's, that's a, a day, So at the end of two days, technically, you know, you're done. But these tires don't go through 10 heat cycles and be done. These tires can run 40, 50, 60 heat cycles before they're done, right? That's when they're no longer safe. They lose some speed, sure. What tire in the world doesn't? So if it's safe for 60 heat cycles, and we're saying 10 heat cycles is basically a race weekend, we're talking six weekends, um, before they, you know, they have a problem. Why don't we run them that long?
0: I agree a hundred percent with you. I mean, if tire manufacturers spend a lot of money in research and development, right? So with NASCAR, you have your Goodyear tires that they design tires for each and every track. Um, they have a certain lifespan at a certain amount of heat, uh, so they can go so many laps. For I mean, Formula One's doing the same thing. Um, But you don't see multiple manufacturers being able to break into that realm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, for instance, uh, I just want to just, I guess, you know, beat on this point for a minute. Um, The tracks that we like to run or we want to run this year. And we want to try to compete with the locals. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, the Nationals and the SCUZs and WKAs. Because for me, it seems like the local races... Uh, like our club races have way more numbers and is a lot less expensive to run, yeah. which is awesome for the club. I mean, props to this is like one thing that I'm really super excited about, but this is a whole nother point. Um, so for instance in Jacksonville, we run an open tire, right? So you can have a Maxis, a MG, a Vega, a six, 0 a doesn't matter. Just come run with us. It's great. No, Kella. If you want to try to win, you have to be on an MG red with a six. tire, yeah. If you're not on the MG Red with the 6 tire and you qualify first, yes, you're disqualified because you're on not on that tire, so you have to go to the back. Um, So from there, if we wanted to go to GoPro, they're on MG 710s, right? Yep. So you have to have a 710 to go there. Now, not only do you have to have a 710, but now you have to have a different uh, rear wheel. So now you have to have two sets of wheels. Yeah. If we want to go to Newcastle, I think they're still on Bridgestones, right? Yep, they still are. They're on Bridgestone 710s. So that's a whole new set of tires. Now, at Newcastle, they're having, you know, 30, 40 carts. Um, same thing with GoPro, and they're local races. So, yes, we want to go run there. If you want to go to Bushnell, they're running Vegas on 6.0. So now we're looking at another set of tires if we want to not get disqualified.
1: Yeah.
0: So, all right, so you have all these manufacturers and carding um it's like what i like to consider what i used to work you know way back in the day when i was in high school i used to work for a um guy who used to restore old mustangs from 65 to uh 73 yeah and the whole thing was mustang owners have more money than common sense i think kind of carting People, for the most part, who always are the elite have more money than common sense because they don't care. It's, oh, it's this tires. That tire is only you know $180 or $200 or 225 depending on what you want to run. Yeah, yeah, we'll buy it, No problem. Oh, we have to buy two sets? All right, $500 for the for the weekend for a set of tires for me to be up front. And then you add in the $150 for a two-day event and then the uh, fuel and the economy and the lodging and all that other stuff. If 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 it's gonna be like that, I'm gonna go back to road
1: racing in cars. No, I'm not, but <laughs> I'm not. But I'll let you have that one. So here, let's. Yeah, let's no, kind of but I'm just saying, it's like this.
0: okay, we we went from we went from that atmosphere, right? We went from that atmosphere to, you know, and carding is fun. You know, it it could it could be or it can be or however you want to put it, a, a cheaper auto sport and have you know way more people to race with. But you know, that's how the kind of comparison that I have in my mind It's like. Okay, I, you know, had this you know car that's you know kind of expensive that I built. Yeah. And you know, for me to go have fun at a go kart track at my local track that I can run for free, and you're telling me I don't have to spend four hundred dollars for a weekend.
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen, buddy. I'm sorry. All right, so let's put some numbers on this. Um, if we're saying. Tires are $190 for a set, right? Let's just start there. I mean, I'd I like to do it with... Uh, should I do it with 200 No, I'll just stick with 190 just because I can do the math. So 190 for a set. If you plan on, say, running a new set of tires every race day, which, thankfully, I don't think anybody has to do a new set of tires. I think everybody so far is doing a new set of tires for the weekend. Um, do you know if scuza and when rock did they require new set every day
0: i don't know but i mean that's a good question we can ask jorge because he just ran the rock cup and yeah, he ran scuza cup yeah. and he did the ocala national or the ocala local he did like three or four races back to back and in my mind i'm like okay he had over two grand these three weekends All right, or so. so i let's, mean let's i don't do know this. if it's expensive let's don't do, get me if wrong if
1: you had to do 190 per weekend and you were racing you know in florida um, let's just do local alone. I'll, I'll use an example like Jorge, who's basically doing two or three or, you know, a month. But if you're going to do one a month times, you know, 10 events, uh, you're looking at, you know, $1,900 or almost two grand for your tires alone for the year. Um, you know, that's to some people, that's not a ridiculous amount of money to spend on tires. I mean, to be honest, that's just two sets of t- tires for, you know, my car, the FRS. So, yeah, for the whole season versus, you know, uh, two sets of tires in, in auto racing, I, I'm not, like, that's where I, I'm on different, you know, wavelength compared to you. It's like, I'll go back to cars. No, no, it's not even close. If I can get 10 sets of tires for $2,000, but um, I'm only buying two sets of, of hoosers. Uh, you know, at at two thousand, then forget about it. That said, two thousand is still a lot of money. I running. have with that is is, and
0: the cars and like I said, I, I don't ever plan on going back to cars, uh, not anytime soon. Um, but with for instance, we run the Maxxis carding tires, the Maxxis road racing tires, the contingency program that they had for Maxxis. Was ridiculous. You could win literally almost a whole set of tires, depending on what class you win. Well, or you not run. really.
1: Think about it. If I took our, you t- get two.
0: You you could get two tires per race.
1: Yeah, but again, that's if you're winning, right? Like, so I I, I, I want to take contingency out of it completely because, yes, we raced fortunately in a field where there were low numbers, um, and so you know Max's contingency was, um. That's way better than Hoosiers. Well, it doesn't matter which one it is. It's If there are three people in class, first and second get a tire each. If there are five people in class, uh, first, second, and third all get tires. First gets two, second and third get one. But if you were in a class, I, I mean, I raced Specky 30 as well. In Specky 30, where we have 20, 25, and 30 cars racing, first through fifth get something it's not tires but it's contingency money then 10 through 14 also get contingency money and if you break into the 30 then there's additional contingency money for like two other spots but it doesn't matter you could run in sixth seventh place every race out of 30 carts and get absolutely zero dollars in fact i'm someone who games the system because i'm very familiar with the system nasa was my you know bread and butter for for the last 11 years. So if I'm racing, thankfully, in Spec 30, I am right there, like, right around the, the, we said the leader of the mid-pack range. I don't know, some days you're there, some days you're not. But every race I ran, I'm always there around 10, 11, 12. So I'm always right there in the money. But if I got a little quicker and I was consistently in, you know, six, seven, eight, that would suck because I would never get anything back. So, as good as a contingency is, same thing with a Maxis program. Even if, you know, in PT, we only had five or six cars, and thankfully my car was so dominant, I could always be up front. But if we had 10 people in PT and you're always coming in fourth, you would get nothing all year. So I want to eliminate contingency completely and just stick with the tire itself and the value you're getting and what it costs. And there is no contingency to me. for tires and karting. I get it. It would be great if there was something like that. But I look at a program like Spec Miata. So Spec Miata across the country is the same rule set. And yes, there are multiple tire manufacturers. There's Maxis, there's Hoosier, there is Hankook. there is Toyo, you know, and you can go on and on and on with all the different tire manufacturers. There are Kumo's. You know, all those guys. If you look at Spec Miata rules, there are only two tires allowed. If you run a Spec Miata with NASA, it's Toyo. If you run Spec Miata with SCCA, it's Hoosier. That's it. Those are the only two options for race tires that can go on a Spec Miata.
0: Yeah, t- time trials might, you know, might have a different open tire rule,
1: but yeah, but I don't I'm ADC, if, spec if, Miata. Forget if, if Nitto trials.
0: or whatever... Yeah, yeah, so no, there's okay, no, there's no spec
1: Miata in time trials, right? There is no spec Miata in time trials, for, so forget about it. We're talking. But you know, you
0: can still have a spec Miata, and if you're not, if you're you know doing time trials and road racing, or however you want to do it, um, and you're still running TT, well, a TTE is a spec Miata, right? So if you're running, you know, yeah, Nittos it's, it's or whatever, and you have a spec, and you have your comp license or something, you can still get contingency running time trials.
1: Yeah, but the TT rules are not the same as Spec Me Out of Rules. So taking a 206 where you're running 206 rules and going into running, you know, a four-cycle open class, right? Uh, th- those are not the same, right? So I want to specifically Spec Me Out of Rules across the country would be the same as running 206 rules across the country. Um, a Spec Me Out of Fits okay. in TT, it doesn't mean it's a TT class. There is no TT spec Miata, right? It's right, right. It's TTD I got you. or TTE on based on the points that are allotted to each modification. Oh, thankfully, a spec Miata, once dynoed. If you have a dyno sheet for a spec Miata or because we understand all spec Miatas fall within this range, sure, it's a TTE car. That doesn't mean that that spec Miata TTE, even though it runs well, the fastest time a spec Miata can do in, you know, at a certain track Maybe, you know, I don't know, one minute 20. A properly built TTE car, maybe doing 116. You know what I mean? So, like, the that's point- true. I, I, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you.
1: All right. So, that said, like, let's think about it that way. If, even though there are multiple manufacturers for tires in road racing, once you have a spec class, you can only run this tire if you're running with 206, uh, sorry, if you're running with Seca, or you can only run this tire if you're running with um, NASA, then why can't we follow something similar for 206? Why can't there just be two or three tire manufacturers that basically say, this is a 206 rule, this is a tire, done. Why does everybody have to have their own tire tire size one is a 60 one is a 710 like why do we need all those variations in the 206 rule set
0: yeah and on top of that why are other people say you could run this wheel size and that wheel size so the Europeans are running you know the CIK rules which you know the 180 rears uh which we've had you know multiple conversations with in our local group but if you want to run a CIK uh race here in the States you can run up to a seven point five um well not American not everywhere. Pattern.
1: No, it's it's but yeah, so, so know, like some, some places
0: you can, some places you can't. So right, exactly so these
1: rules, you know, put the the allowance there for up to seven and a half half, which I got pissed off about because you can't change rule sets on the fly. I mean there are sometimes where it's good. I'm just a stickler for the rules. I want the f- rules enforced. I don't want people making up rules. And
0: so is it, uh, my question me. to you is: a two hundred six, the LO two hundred six class, actual A spec class, or is it just kind of want you know, r- run what you brung to this local
1: club? It's a it's a spec engine class, right? It's not a spec class with regards to the chassis. So spec Miata is spec because you can only run a Mazda Miata within years XYZ, right? Spec E30 is a spec class because you can only run BMW 3 Series cars, you know, between years 1985 through 1989. And it can only be the 2.5 liter engine, the MB20, MB20, M20B25 engine, yeah. period. You can't take a 318 yeah. and drop it in there even though it's within the same nope. year. Like, and you that, can't even
0: take a 325E either.
1: Right. If you have a 325E engine, you have to pull the you know, engine out because that's, that's a 2.7. That's an m 20 M20B27. Take that out. Go find an M20B25 and then put it in. Like, that's a fixed rule. We have that. The 206 has the, the spec for the engine. But everything else is wide open, and that's fine, right? Because in Spec Miata or Spec E30, you have a fixed shock package. That's the only thing you can run. Well, there are no shocks in karting, so that's eliminated. Um, You can run open chassis, whatever chassis you want, Okay, That completely makes it a non-spec chassis now. It's a spec engine. And that's cool. Like, I love that it's a spec engine. And I do like that I'm not forced to buy, you know, a new cart. Hey, Margay Ignite. <laughs> right. But... sorry, <laughs> But that said, Margay's Ignite series was the best attempt at having a spec series. The only problem is the Ignite is not a series on its own it's a traveling rule set right that goes to wherever they're gonna go so if if the ignite series runs at man cup they'll run whatever tires are you know determined by bridgestone at the man cup but if the ignite um series wanted to run with i don't know uh scuza well those are on mg reds now so then all of them would have to swap to mg red so I don't know that this is a problem that, that can be solved in karting, but I think if people just made the conscious decision, besides the regional races, um, forget the regional races and the national races, for the local races, does anyone need to buy new tires for uh, you know, each and every race weekend? I say no. And I think some clubs to, could go as far as saying, and this is out there, but I'm going to say it, hey, at beginning of the season you let us know what tires you're going to run and we record those tires and we expect that tech at the you know end of each race that those are the tires that are on there for i don't know you know four or five races something like that right and that that starts getting people to eliminate the need to buy tires at least that's how i feel
0: yeah that would be uh Ooh man, that ooh, man, you really opened up a can of words on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. Yes, challenging the norm. Um I have so many thoughts going through my head right now, I'm trying to <laughs> focus. Uh so you no, know, I, I, I agree with you. So why should somebody be penalized, right, for traveling several hours to contribute to your local track to always have to start in the back because they're on a different tire. They're taking the cost of the travel to get, they're taking the their cost and travel to get to your event to run a tire that they already have.
1: Well, the assumption right? I think is that it's not a level playing field. So we don't, we don't have the empirical data to support this, but who knows if an MG red is faster than the Vega, or the Vega is faster than the Bridgestone, or the Bridgestone is there, faster there, than... There the has system. to
0: be data out there. I mean, maybe we can call somebody, or maybe we'll go viral with something that says, <laughs> here's a driver, <laughs> this is a pure world, you know? So I'm going to throw everybody into Emmanuel's world who loves, you know, photography and, you know, videos. Let's find a driver who we have brand new sets of this tire, that tire, you know, MGs, Vegas, Maxis, same track, try to get the same ambient temperature, you know. Does the tire actually matter?
1: Yeah. I mean each tire. Does the manufacturer different. actually it matter? will. The tire will matter. I mean here's the thing. But on the same I exact setup,
0: if you don't if you don't change your cars, like this is a setup that I know absolutely works. Yeah. Right? So it's going to work on, say, the Maxis tire. Then you go out on the MG tire. says, So do, uh, the MG tire, you have to change a whole different setup on the MG tire. And then you put on the YLC Bridgestone. So it's like, yeah, too, this is this is better for me, for my drive style. But you can't rely it on one driving style. So you have your track and driver magazines and all the stuff who compare um, the Hoosier tire to the Kumo to the Maxis, to the Nitto and T01s all of these different tires say, so Oh yeah, I like this one. I like this one. And we're driving, you know, a 2018 Peugeot 206, um, or whatever the number is from that Peugeot now. But it's like, okay, so do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, so is a tire bad or is this driver just can't match what the tire is giving them at the time?
1: Well, I think we're, you're perhaps overthinking that little piece. Uh so, you brought up Tire Rack. way overthinking. Yeah, Tire Rack has a tire shootout every year, okay? So, they'll take one hot shoot, they'll give them a car, and then, or sometimes, you know, two cars, and then they'll just slap all the hottest tires out there on, you know, on that car. And, you know, each tire likes different pressures, you know, I mean, every tire has different work and range, all those things. So, I don't know. Like I think it's tough to to prove that you know one tire is significantly faster than the other unless you take all that into account. At the same time, the setup really shouldn't matter, right? The setup of the cart shouldn't matter if you're saying this is the optimal working range of the tire. This tire says, this manufacturer says this tire works best between 13 and 15 psi hot. The optimal tire temp um, falls between 100 and... 50 degrees to 175 degrees Fahrenheit okay have the guy go out there run his five laps make sure the tire was within that working temperature and whatever you get you get you record it and make sure everybody's going out at whatever the advised optimal pressure is and that they're hitting the advised optimal working temperature of the tire is if you can get that record the lap times I'm willing to bet yes there is driver error in there But you will find a tire that is consistently two tenths quicker than the next tire. Absolutely. And whether or not it happens on the front end or the back end. So I mean, some tires are fast out of the gate because of the way the mold release works. Sometimes some tires get faster, um, you know, after the first heat cycle. Some tires get faster on the fourth heat cycle. It doesn't mean that you the best time to qualify on the tire is on the fourth heat cycle. If everybody's out there at the same time with new tires, then I'll tell you what, the guy who can hit his fastest lap time on the second lap or third lap is probably going to be, you know, the guy who wins that pole. It doesn't matter what type of compound it is. You can't tell me that there's a tire that says, Oh, this tire is faster. on, uh, you know, on the third heat cycle, but On the first heat cycle, if I stay out there on lap five or six or seven, I'm going to be quicker. Nonsense, right? It doesn't work Uh, that way. uh, Yeah,
0: great point. Great point.
1: You know, so the number of laps doesn't matter. It's if it's the first heat cycle, is when, you know, the tire is going to be quickest. Everybody take the first tire, everybody goes out there, or that driver goes out and gets five laps out of each tire. Then you come back. And then you do the second, the third, the fourth heat cycle on, that, on all the tires. And you'll see a trend in the data. I mean, the data is going to chart one way or the other or it'll be level. Either way, you'll find that one tire is faster than the other. And so the reason why somebody at Ocala you know, will say, hey, if you come here with Bridgestone YLCs and everybody here is running Vegas or running MG Reds, um, we're going to send you to the back or disqualify you because your tire could be, in fact, tend to lap quicker, which at that point in time is not fair to everybody else who is running the same tire. I get that they do that. I get that they disqualify you. But why are there 10 different tires to choose from? That's the problem. There shouldn't be 10 tires to choose from. And I don't want Maxis to go out of business. I don't want MG to go out of business. Not that they would. I don't want, you know, every other tire, Mojo and Dunlop and, you know, and And I'm sitting here trying to think of every tire manufacturer outside of the ones we run here.
0: They're yeah. F- no, that, that, yeah. It's crazy, but it has to go to the race. wise you know, local tracks on certain tires is because I'm sure they're getting some kind of money to keep their local track open. Right. And I, I agree that it's a business. I, I, 100% agree it's a business, but there has to be at a certain point where it's like, okay, if the Southeast has so many racetracks, right? Yeah. There has to be a certain way that a tire manufacturer can just get into the, It's like recruiting in college sports, right? You, you have these teams that go to certain States and certain areas that says, I want the best players and it doesn't matter what it's going to take. We're going to get the best players. There has to be, a, you know, something that happens to say, you know, this is the Southeast, this is, you know, Florida or Georgia, Alabama, whatever it is, is like, we're going to take over this state, every local track, we will support you if you run the Maxis Tire or the MGs or the Vegas or the Bridgestones or the Mojos, the Invincos, the Dunlops, all these different, you know, these things, like, there just has to be a better control of it. It doesn't seem like there's a very good control of... The tire, you know, competition is like, okay, every manufacturer has their hand in the pot and they all know that carters have, or most carters have more money than common sense. So they're just going to continue to dig, right? Yeah. Everybody keep your hand in the pot. They're going to spend money because it's the mental edge that says, oh, you have a fresh tire. Yeah. I'll give you a tire from 2015 that's still wrapped in plastic and it's 20, you know, 19 now. Yeah. Does that mean you have a new tire? You don't know how to read the barcodes. You don't know how to read those manufacturer dates. Every manufacturer has a different manufacturer date. How do I yeah, know that? Yeah, DOT because tires thankfully industry.
1: follow the same. Again, it's, it's a, a, one regulated system versus the other, right? All DOT tires in America have date codes on them, whether it's a trailer tire or is a racing DOT slick. They all have date codes on them. It's the week and the year. Like it's four numbers, whatever week. If, you know, the first two numbers are the week. The next two numbers are the year. So you can always track that. Again, well-regulated. Easy. Go look at your trailer tire. If your trailer tire, the last two numbers are over two or three years old, you should probably get new ones if you don't want to get a blowout on the highway. Ask this guy how he knows. Um, <laughs> um, you know, but that's, that's easy. Cart tires, a little bit different. Nobody's actually, you know, making sure that's there. I personally think, and... I'll say it because I can. I think somebody needs to just pony up the money and own the whole state of Florida, just like you suggested. And it's between MG and Vega, period. Like, that's how it ought well, to work. Well, you have
0: Bushnell that runs... Yeah, Bushnell runs Vegas. Well, that's because TS yeah, right. makes Vega, yeah, 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 and TS right. I'm is sorry, right there. Was... Yep, yep, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you said something different. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. TS Interrupt makes... Interrupt that. Cut it. Yeah, yeah
1: no, TS makes... Um, <laughs> T S makes Vega and they're right there at Bushnell. I mean they're based out of there. So I get it. Like I, I wouldn't want Dave and the guys at T S to think that, hey, I'm suggesting they get out of Tiger. No, but at the same time TS makes more than one tire and T S also makes dirt tires and T S probably gets more money in dirt racing than they do in sprint racing. Um, Agreed. You know you know, MG isn't really in the dirt racing space. I mean, I follow a little bit of dirt in Florida and Georgia, and I ain't never seen an MG dirt tire. Right? It's
0: Maxis and Vegas.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's Maxis and Vegas. Those are the two in dirt. So, how about we say those two go to dirt, and MG gets to own the darn state of Florida. I mean, MG already owns Homestead. You know, Palm Beach isn't active, but Palm Beach is coming back. Palm Beach is open for practice. They just don't have sanctioned races. Palm Beach comes back. Palm Beach and Homestead are very very close. Those and guys O'Cala. do a lot of shared things, so I would expect Palm Beach to also be MGs. Then, you know, as and this is just for 206 by the way. I'm not talking about everything else. I'm just talking about 206. You know, you know, shifter carts, everything else can can run Whatever yeah, it is. a shifter cart
0: can't handle the, the maxes that you know, we run. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So
1: I'm just talking about 206. But 206 at Homestead is on MG. 206 at Palm Beach would be on MG. 206 at Ocala is at MG. And so 206 on Bushnell, honestly, should also be on Don MGs. And 206 in, in Jacksonville at 103rd Street should also be on MGs. Like, that's how it should work. I mean, it should be as simple as that. And who are we kicking out? We're kicking out the Vega tires at TS. And obviously, I'm just talking, by the way. None of this is actually going to happen. This is just wishful thinking. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, that's, that's how it should be. We should just have that. Or if we're really going to allow open tire, then have the manufacturers compete with each other. Say it's open tire all the time. And you shouldn't have to force one. And that way, if MG is, in fact, faster than Vega, then everybody's going to buy the faster tire. And if I buy my MG and my MG is faster than the Vega consistently over 10 heat cycles or 30 heat cycles, then why the hell would I buy Vegas and leave it open and then let Vega work on making the tire faster? Right. Let their tire catch up to the technology.
0: I agree with you 100% on that. I think that's one thing that 103rd has advantage of over other tracks, even though our local group is nowhere near as big as most. Uh, but we do run an open tire. You can run a 60, you can run a 7.10. And a CIK uh, class or a Gold Cup class if you're Gold Cup, you're going to race against other Gold Cup guys. But you can still have a 60 or a 7.10. You can have any brand you want. Yeah. Right? It's an open tire. It's a local class. You know, just show up and run. Who cares? Don't spend money on tires you don't have to have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: that, that, that to me is just simple. It's like, okay, it's just a local race.
1: So local races in Florida should be open tire. Simple as that. Problem solved. We have fixed the world's problem as it comes to tire. Right? No? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have no
0: problem with Max's. I mean, it's, it's our biggest uh tire sponsor here in Jacksonville. I think it's awesome. They come and bring their nationals here to Jacksonville. I mean, we're going to have a huge, uh, you know, we've had huge races with them. And if you want to run that race, that's up to you. If you want to run the race by the tire, by the time, it's a good tire. Don't get me wrong. It's a good tire. You're going to race a lot of good people, a lot of fast people. You're going to have a great time, but that's your personal commitment that you want to run that event. You buy that tire. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, I want to run your local event in, you know, Ocala, but I don't have MG red, so I'm going to get penalized. You know, and it might, oh, I might live in, you know, New Jersey, and I'm down in, you know, uh, Orlando for business. I do a rent a cart or something, but now I have to start in the back every time because I'm not running an MG. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, is just silly.
1: Yeah. I mean... I, I'll give a real example. This is a personal example. I mean, I love TS. We all know that, and we, we talk about TS on the show all the time. And I love Bushnell. Yeah, great people. Yeah, I love Bushnell as a track. I mean, Bushnell, for what it is, the fact that it's a figure eight, um, you know, you can run You can run, – we've run so many endurance races there um, that I've been to. I, actually, I haven't raced an endurance race. I've driven a rental cart before. But I, I love that track and everything about it, and I can't get myself to get my 206 over there because right now I don't have any Vegas, and they just won't allow you to run. And I'm not buying a set of I'm not buying a you know $180 set of tire just to run one local race. That's not happening. I mean, depending on the day and how I'm feeling, sure I'll go run and take the DQ the same the same way we've done at Ocala before. But the question we're asking is. Why? Why is that the case? Why do you even have to think about getting disqualified if I'm going there and I have my sort of maxes? I'm just going to pay my entry fee, you know, and run the race. I'm not, you know, I'm not. If I win and I'm on the maxes, what does that represent? Are the people who are locally, who, the local club members all going to start switching to maxes? Maybe. But if they do, that just means that the Vega needs to be built faster, Right. Oh,
0: 100%. And I mean, we've, we've noted this on this podcast several times that every event that we go to, we always try to double dip in classes. We always try to run, you know, different weight classes and meaning we're on total opposite spectrum. So you're closer to the 350, 360 range. I am closer to the 380, range, but we don't mind going down and up classes. So the group that we have, which we usually travel, you know, with between eight and twelve of us, say it's you know sixty dollars per event, or you know, and there's so you're you're telling me that that club's going to decline six hundred dollars just because we can't run that tire? Well,
1: that's I mean that's or we right don't now what's
0: happening. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's what I was saying. It's like okay, so. You're not going to let me race because I don't have your tires. So we have a, a huge group of friends of us. Uh, Like, for instance, we have, what, 18 people at, Ro- at Robley not too long ago Uh, from our group alone. So, you know, you take that, you know, by 60, <laughs> you're looking at it, almost $1,200. Yeah. That you're just going to say, oh, no, you know, you can't race with us because you don't have this tire. Are you serious?
1: Are you crazy? Well, that's, that's the karting world right now. Um, and we're, you know, we're far and few in between because I don't think people are traveling to other tracks uh, as much as we think they should be like those who are running a series, they do, but we're very fortunate that in the state of Florida, if you said living in Jacksonville within a two hour radius, or if you live in Ocala within a two hour radius, um, or if you live near say Bushnell within a three hour radius, you have three or four cart tracks. Good. The problem is those three or four cart tracks are running three different tires, and that's what sucks. And so, you know, I don't think anyone in our group or anyone we know is really spending money buying a new set of tires every race weekend. However, it feels that way because if you're forced to buy three different sets of tires, right, that you're going to run those track those tracks once every, I don't know, three or four months. You run that tire, you're bringing home after, I don't know, six months of running that tire. That tire is, you know, it's, it's kind of getting old, man. Six months of keeping a tire, that just sucks. Um, you don't want to hold on to it for six months. You certainly don't want to hold on to a tire for a year to run it once a year. Because I can only go to, say, Bushnell once a year, right? That works with my schedule. So if I want to get the full life out of that tire, that $200 I bought... I'm going to hold the same tire for four years? That's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, That's yeah. just ridiculous.
0: 100%. So,
1: there's no reason for it. So, um, as I was kind of talking through all that, there's a part two to this, which is, if we say it needs to be open tire and let the tire manufacturers compete for speed, this, will, this is the age-old problem in Formula One and, you know, in all racing series. And the reason why keeping fixed manufacturers is good. What the tire manufacturers will start doing is start making their tires a little bit softer, right? Just so that they get a little more speed out of them. And as they do that, the tires will last less and less. So the same you know, $190 tire that we're buying today that doesn't have to compete to be the fastest tire is very well controlled as it relates to cost. If they have to compete to be the fastest tire and be faster than a Bridgestone YLC or a YNB and be faster than a Vega and an MG Red, they are going to adjust that compound and make it a little bit quicker, which means the tire will burn through a little quicker. And so ultimately it's going to suck for us, the consumer, because a tire that used to last five, you know, race weekends is now going to last three or maybe two, you know? So if we got there. I'd probably regret what I'm saying, but the fact that we're not there, we're not in a position to worry about tires getting destroyed after one race weekend, but it still feels like we have to buy a new set of tires every race weekend for the places we're going to um, I think we need to do something about it and I don't know what, but we need to do something about it.
0: Oh, well to that point that you're saying, um regretting what you're saying. I I'd like to challenge you a little bit on that because I think if it got to the point where there's, you know, spending that much kind of R and D to not just their local buddies and, um, if, if I'm sorry, I, I say buddy a lot. I'm not talking about buddy long. I, you know, please don't, you know, confuse the two things, <laughs> but they're, they're local friends, they local, uh, you know, they're local champion guys who just, Have no problem buying their tire. They take a whole massive info, put it all together. I think if it comes to the point where the tires do get that fast, in my opinion, with supply and demand, I think it would just, it would probably drop the tire price because they know that the life expectancy isn't that much. So they want to continue to keep that tire. They want to continue to hold that track on a sponsorship or whatever it's going to be maybe the price will drop to give people up front. You have this many heat cycles is proven through a wide series of data and they will post it online they'll post it on their sites that says this is the optimal range. This is the optimal life. This is what this tire is going to look like, you know, through all through the different kind of heat cycles. And right now I think there's only a couple of manufacturers that are telling you, what the optimal range is and temperature so when and this is the debate that like i think you're really good with and i try to learn as much as i can from you on this is no one could tell you how to run your tire right uh you said that multiple times and if i set my cart at say 14 all around and you set your cart at 12 all around I'm heavier, you're lighter and we come off at the same temperatures. Who's right, who's wrong? Whose driver style's right and whose driver style's wrong.
1: Yeah, well, And I guess you it, have
0: your you I, have I your optimal range. Is,
1: I don't think the well, I see what you mean by driving style, but um, I think the point I try to make with that is if I'm a driver who slides my cart a lot, right? And you're somebody who's extremely smooth on on your, you know, driving style or your tires just you don't work overwork your tires then i'm going to build up pressure much quicker than you will build up pressure in yours so if the optimal you know if the advised hot pressure range of the tire is say 15 psi is you know and there's never a fixed number say 13 to 15 is where it needs to be and you know that in an eight lap heat race you are going to rise, you know, raise your pressure about two PSI. Well, you can start at 13 and still stay within that 13 to 15 range. And if you can check the temperature across the surface of the tire and you're within that advised temperature, then you've done your job. But just because your driving style only goes up two PSI doesn't mean that I'm sliding my car a lot, you know, and I'm going to stay there. If I slide my car a lot, I'm going to go up a lot more, and, it, I, and I'm not saying like I do it on purpose. If the person set up um, is, you know a setup that likes oversteer, likes you know, to turn around very quickly, then those numbers will never be the same for two individuals. The goal is to get the four contact patches on the ground. That's the only thing that touches the ground in the car. Anything else touches, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag captain I obvious sad. you know yeah. the whole point of all of hashtag this racing <laughs> yeah all of this thing we're doing this card setup and all that stuff the whole point is to get those four contact patches to have the maximum grip available um, to you and you do that by getting the rubber into its optimal working range how do you do that You can only do that with camber, caster, right, which adjust where exactly on the tire surface, you know, touches the ground the most and gets the heat. And then with pressure, right, by using the pressure to adjust how much of the tire gets balled out, right? So that uh, more pressure means the tire is going to balloon more, like a balloon, so it won't be flat on the ground. You're going to have more pressure means let's raise the corners, the edges up off the ground Less pressure, let's lower the edges, you know, so the edges also touch the asphalt or the ground, and they all get more heat. That's all you're doing. But the whole point is to get heat into the tire to get the tire switched on in its optimal working range. Nothing else matters. If you can take a freaking um, heat blanket and get the tire to the perfect working range, it doesn't matter what you're doing with your setup and what psi you put it in there if you're only doing one hot lap and the tire will hold whatever temperature is on the surface for 45 seconds and you can go gung-ho for 45 seconds the guy who goes at a one psi and the guy who goes at a three psi are probably going to get very similar lap times yes the tire wall will flex differently and the characteristics will change but theoretically it's going to be the same because the temperature of the tire is going to be Hands down, the same. Now, 1PSI was a stupid example. Nobody, you know, hold me to that. No comments, please, on the (laughs) 1PSI. No, it's a good point because I think one thing that you
0: you are very, very knowledgeable at is tire temperatures, tire pressures. Um, And that's why I really like having this podcast with you right now on this whole subject is because, to me, you are... In my opinion, expert on how the how the tires work, like you understand the physics. No, not every every compound is different, right? right? But you understand, you know, the 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 tire patch on, you know, when when the tires on the track on, depending on your camber, your caster, or you know, may, mainly your camber on your contact patch of the surface. Do you have too much? Do you have too less. That's why. You said it multiple, multiple times on this podcast that no one could tell you how to set up your tire pressures, your tire tips, and or your, you know, and karting, you know, we we kind of go with the typical setup on the the camber and the caster. Uh, but in your FRS, you know, I highly doubt that anybody would have the same camber as you had because you had yeah, all no, the data. There's, there's to no prove. way to
1: do that, right? Yeah, I mean, you you get a good working base. Everybody wants a starting point. So the starting point is a starting point. But for the guy who, you know, puts a lot more steering input, the guy who goes in slow in, fast out everywhere, he's going to work his tire completely different than the guy who goes in, you know, maintaining perfectly smooth lines. If you don't ever overdrive your cart, and never roll on the sidewall, right? If you don't transfer your weight all the way to the edges, the outside of your tire will never get hot. So guess what? You can stand up your tire more and use very little camber. But if you drive on a track where you're like leaning into the corner all the time, you're going to need more negative camber. Like those are the things you're doing all that to keep the tire patch, you know, perfect. And karting doesn't have as big a range, but at the same time, you know, I have a $400 you know, pyrometer with a tire pressure gauge, not because I would ever spend that in karting, but I have that <laughs> from, from the car, right? So you're going to go fastest when you can work on the tire, period. And, you know, we can do another podcast on, on tires, and it'd be great if I could actually make the time to do it. And by the way, thanks so much for saying those nice things about me. Just because I know it doesn't mean I can actually drive. <laughs> uh no. you know,
0: that, I, can, that's, I can that's not the point that's not your your tire engineers in any uh racing you know league that you're in aren't the best drivers they're tire engineers for a reason right, right? exactly uh, they understand the tire and that's like one thing that i really appreciate or uh, what you bring um and help me so much about is you understand racing and suspend or chassis setups or tire setups or however you want to put it um depending on what racing you do like
1: yeah i don't
0: know nothing about the theoretical part and all that stuff and the physics parts you get it like that is easy for you the driving might not be so much but there's a reason why chad canal sits in a chair and jimmy johnson drives
1: a car amen to that thank you for mentioning the 48 yeah um (laughs) yeah Yeah, anyway, Miguel so we're in, an <laughs> we're in this for over an hour. We're in this for over an hour, but there are two other topics I really want to talk about, which is, you know, one, what we're talking about now, uh, a little bit of, of the tires. So we say you don't have to buy a new set of tires. And I was able to run my Vega tires a year after I had run them um, and still run my fastest I've ever run at 103rd with a year old tire. Like, that's pretty cool um, for me which is part of the reason why we're having this conversation. How do we, you know, consistently do that? Like, is, was I just lucky with the tire compound I have? You know, to your point about the batches and stuff, do I just have a really, really good tire that it doesn't matter that it's a year old? Just because I stored it properly, I can get the lap time that is possible for me, right, out of it. Not saying that if I didn't have new tires, You know, if I had put on new tires, maybe I would have gone faster, sure. But maybe I was just lucky. Like, hands down, maybe I was just lucky in that the setup that I had for, you know, the temperature available, the driving style I had on that day was just able to switch that tire on to work exactly the way it was supposed to work. You know, that could be the other side. And I don't know. I don't know which it is. I wish I did. But it would be cool to talk about that. How do you keep your tire running well for three or four or five weekends? And, yep, you know, can you, can you say that, Hey, by, you know, the second weekend, I've consistently feel this drop off in, in time. And it's because the tire is done or is this, Oh no, I, I know I've had two weekends on this. I got to get new tires. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. That's what you, you think you need to do but is that what you need to do? Can you put those same tires on somebody else's cart that somebody who's faster than you and see, you know, if they can repeat their lap time that they were just doing, um, that's what I want to see. So it'd be a cool thing to talk about next.
0: Yeah, no. So, uh, tires, 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 part two, maybe part three, maybe part four coming in. Um, no, I really like this, uh, this episode, man. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, give an insight on this and you know, we just happened to come across an article that really hit home to us. Yeah. And uh glad we can express it. So this will probably be a yeah, part one of maybe a couple part series. I don't know. Uh we still have a lot of questions um and ideas to, you know, pop off each other's heads and, you know everyone else who's listening to this podcast, you know, please let us know what you think on your tire. Uh, ordeal or your local club or whatever, because you know, more ideas we have, the better, and maybe we can come up with something. I don't know. So absolutely,
1: uh... I absolutely agree. I mean, if if the two hundred six is designed to be a cost cutting engine spec series, and we're saying that the two hundred six should be, you no, know, I don't know. Let's just I, this is another conversation for another day. Um, all these dyno tuned engines, and this person does this, and this person does that, whatever. But a two hundred six. Without being dyno tuned, straight out of the box, two six should be say seven hundred, you know, ninety dollars. I just threw a number out there. If that's the case, and the engine that's supposed to last me three, four, five seasons, you know, of karting is only eight hundred dollars. Well, why the hell am I spending eight hundred dollars on tires, you know, after four, four, four months, four days, right? Like four weekends (laughs) like that's just so dumb like why do we put all this money into saving you know all this on the engine to spend 10 times as much on the tire like if if we don't care about the spending well let the 206 cost two grand then and get more power out of it and then you know we don't have to save any cost anywhere so anyway that's my little deal i can go on about it we'll do part two on something else but i just yeah love it I just think those really tires were, were more consistent and we had a simple rule and you didn't have to, one, buy new tires and two, didn't have 10 different tires to choose from. So,
0: All right, yeah. guys. Well, I appreciate you listening and continue to share with your friends because uh, I think this one here is going to last for a several part series and um, we're really interested in all your feedback because uh, this can be pretty big. So uh, yeah, tell we me appreciate every, it. Tell
1: me everything I said wrong in this episode. And um, I'll correct it in part two if I if I agree with you. If I don't agree with you, <laughs> uh, I'll let you know why I don't agree, and uh, maybe you can enlighten me a little bit more. And we'll invite we'll invite people to the, to the show. If you really have a strong feelings about this, this is an episode that I feel like we can go on anchor and do like a full um, anchor, you know, call into the show thing. So yeah, let oh, one hundred percent,
0: that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, if you have be strong awesome. feelings about tires, a
0: live a live uh, podcast show to, for all our fans. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That, that would I'm be down. wicked. Let's plan for it, man. <laughs> All right guys, will y'all take it easy and uh go support your local track this weekend or whatever series you're gonna go run and be safe and uh, let us know how the results come in. So we appreciate you guys. Peace take out. it easy. <laughs>